Welcome back to Brain Dump. So uh, this episode, we have Joel on the show, and Joel uh, is heavily involved in uh, Pride and uh, sort of the LGBT plus community uh, as a whole. Uh, and so it's a very interesting conversation. He definitely enlightens me on certain things, being a, you know, having a very narrow perspective on life, being a straight white middle class lad. Like I need to uh, expand on these areas. So I think that's what I, you know, crave to do with these kind of podcasts. So that's a really, really great opportunity. Um, before we get into the show, I do have a small announcement to make. Uh, I'd like to uh, raise your attention to the Stop Hate Celebrate event that is occurring on the 12th of October in Western Supermare at the uh, Winter Gardens venue. Uh, the aim of the event is to raise awareness for hate crimes within the LGBT plus community and shed light on the ways of reporting such crimes and to highlight support that's out there. Uh, the event is organised by the North Somerset LGBT uh, Forum in partnership with the Avon and Somerset Police and it's sponsored by the Cortec Community Projects. So as I said, that's occurring on the 12th of October. The uh, event kicks off at 12 and between 12 and 4.30 there's a free event with stalls, support organisations, dance, acts, martial art demonstrations, music and raffles. And then from 8 p.m. to 2 a.m., uh, there's an 18-plus event, which has a £5 uh, entry fee. But all proceeds will go to the um, Western Supermare Pride and to other anti-hate crime events. Uh, and there will be three DJs there, so that'd be pretty cool. Uh, so definitely check that out if that's something you want to get involved in and, you know, share that awareness. So, yeah, that should be a pretty sick night. So, uh, anyway, back to Brain Dump. So, uh, without further ado, here's Joel. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Brain Dump. This is a podcast where we talk about life from the meaningful to the, to the extreme. extreme. Thanks, Joel, for coming on the show. Really, really appreciate it. You're more than welcome. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I don't know if it's an everyone, but hey. Oh, yeah. it, could be, it could be one, one. I don't know, one person across the world <laughs> tuning in. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> but yeah, so Joel, tell me about your involvement in Pride. And like, because I know that you're involved in Pride, but I don't really know exactly what it is. Yeah, so Pride as a thing itself anyway is a... It started off as a political thing for the LGBT plus community to kind of really um, enlighten. I would I would use the word enlighten to kind of show everyone what the actual community is, and it's not whatever stigma it was to believe it had. Mm. So, like, I believe a couple of I'd say a couple of years ago. I mean, probably like you know, you're talking like over twenty years ago, where I probably believed that where it was just like men and like going out doing weird things going to good places and it's all very sexual and stuff and it's kind of like getting over the connotation of that being a thing mm, okay um so yeah and then it's just kind of showing that we need to have this kind of empowerment and kind of going forward and then obviously well this is probably quite a good year to be doing this podcast because it's 50 years of stonewall okay, um, yeah. so that was the stonewall riots and stuff and the first brick was thrown so you know there's there's been a lot since and there's a lot of involvement now mm. um I think as for this year, I think we've definitely grown in popularity. I think there's a lot more signposting and stuff towards it. And mm. there's a lot more visibility towards the community itself. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned the, the, the stone wall. Now, this has come up a couple of times. Now, being mm-hmm. a straight guy, I'm mm-hmm. very limited on my knowledge in sort of this sort of area. And that is, is very much sort of the first event where homosexuals sort of stood up for their rights is, is that right yeah pretty much um it was kind of a demonstration by members of the gay community um against the police and it happened in 1969 um in the stonewall inn in greenwich village in manhattan new york okay and it was kind of i think the real big thing that kind of set things off for everyone um it is known as a couple of things. It's like the uprising and the rebellion, but I wouldn't have put them. I don't think it was as as violent as mm. that. I think it's definitely kind of bringing it down to the political route. And I think it's just standing up, really. Yeah. Um, but I think this is what's underpinned a lot of what's going on recently. Okay. Um, in terms of the growth. Yeah, very much like a Rosa Parks kind of moment. 
Yeah, very much so within okay. our own community, yeah. Okay. And so what's your involvement uh, with Pride? Like, what is your sort of, you know, your, I don't know, job or whatever it is? Yeah. Um, so me, I, well, bit of context, I graduated uni a year ago um, from doing dance and theatre. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of going on from that, really kind of came into Pride by a bit of like a fluke. Um, so I was a again a year ago when I graduated uni. I joined. I worked in a gay bar. I was a bar staff okay. um, at one in Western that just opened. Um, I worked for them a little bit, and then over time, I just got to know more and more people. And then using my kind of graduate stuff, I eventually kind of went on to the team for Western. Um, a couple of weeks before we were due to actually do the whole Pride event itself in Western. And then kind of leading on from that down to networking and kind of just the professionalism that I guess I have from <laughs> being yeah. at uni, um, without taking my own horn there. <laughs> um, like being able to go to then do my whole, well, for like three, about six months, no, not six months, six weeks, sorry, of it being prides back to back and doing the same thing throughout all of them. Just like getting production in, doing, um, getting artists, speaking of artists and like, just having a fun time but mm. like part of me was selfishly when I joined it it was for my own reason of being like oh this still keeps my foot in the door of what I know and what I do mm. um but then also for like the liberation and stuff for pride and really noticing that that makes a difference for people and that's kind of subtly to kind of come into it to make me continue to go for an hour second year yeah so 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 you think your motivations are are fueled by the community itself did you, would you say um, I think for the actual job role I do within Pride itself, it comes from my own selfishness of graduate, which is fine mm-hmm. because it's stuff I know and it's stuff I want to keep involved with. Yeah. But I think as a whole, I think it comes from, it really stems for the visibility and education I think people need and deserve, I think. And it now should be something that everyone should know about. And it shouldn't just be this thing that's like, celebrated for like a month or something it should be something that's continuous throughout the whole year really pride's a, a three six five thing mm. it's, it's never non-stop as i think you would know from conversations that you've ever heard me have yeah it's <laughs> a constant in my own life anyway mm. so and i think it should be an education for everyone so i think that's the next next swing to go on is is that oh definitely and i think it's incredible being uh being straight and just having no sort of exposure to this how naive i am and i remember like <laughs> talking to you about it and just being like wow i i'm so my limit my field of view is so limited so mm-hmm. i'm thinking of breaking this down to the absolute bare bones just so that anyone else in my position can sort of learn and sort of understand things so yeah. LGBTQ plus. Please explain each letter. <laughs> <laughs> Please explain each letter. So it's lesbian, gay, bi, and transgender community. The plus is on there simply because of everything else that's kind of tailed Sick. on the end. The Q, I've people add the Q, some people don't. Um, honestly, I don't know what the Q is. Okay. <laughs> that's why I keep it at the LGBT plus. I see. Okay. Just for continuity, because I don't want to get into a conversation where it's confusing for me and anyone else who I'd want to talk to about. I just want to, you know, the plus is where it's for. Mm, okay, <laughs> okay. So, a lesbian is a homosexual woman, and a, and someone who's gay is a homosexual man, right? Mm-hmm. Why yeah. don't we just call everyone gay or everyone lesbian? I just I think it's needlessly complicated. <laughs> I think. That's a very good question, Connor. I think person just for I think me as an individual thinking that, I think it kind of stems down to what we're doing now of where we are starting to eventually branch out now and kind of work out who people are. Mm. There's different sexualities and more than what we believe to be the main four. And it's now we're kind of putting ourselves into these segregated categories. Like I think the main four, as we've just said, like the lesbian, gay, bisexual and transgender ones, I think are definitely the prominent four and we know what they are. And I don't think I could ever explain the difference really because they all underpin the same meaning and moral. But mm. I think it's just a different title for whoever they are. I okay. think 
if you want it to go down further than that, it does go down further than that um, into their own kind of communities. So I feel like, yeah, I think the lesbian would be a community thing, the gay would be a community thing, a bisexual is a community thing, a transgender is a community thing. They all have their own parts of it, but we come together as one whole community in itself. Okay. So a lesbian woman is a lesbian woman in the community of lesbians, pretty much. That's what I would put that. Okay. And uh, so someone who's bipo- um, bipolar, sorry, bisexual, <laughs> <laughs> two very different things. Um, someone who's bisexual it has is attracted to both uh, sexes, yeah? Yes. Okay. And transsexual, please explain. <laughs> so transsexual would be someone who identifies rather going either way of rather a man or a woman, but they originally, their gender of birth is different to what they want to believe that they are okay. so it would be or want to or who they want to be i should say sorry um of where say if it was to be me for example i know that i'm not one but if it was just put into context where if i wanted to become a woman i would become a transsexual woman because i originally started off as a man i see um so, and transsexual uh people are attracted to the opposite sex or just identifies as a different sex does that make sense i think it's more of a like an identity thing more than that than a sexual orientation yeah i think that's what i would definitely put it as it's definitely like an umbrella term um for people to be kind of who they want because it identifies both men and women because it's not like the lesbian and the gay thing where they're both definitely different it's someone it's a a term that kind of includes both genders because at this point i don't think you could define transgender by being a male or a female because of the way that it works and like how people want to do each way mm. um some people are transitioning some people are not so there's a science behind the transitioning which kind of mm. i would think makes it quite confusing mm-hmm. um and i mean fair play for people who can and want to do it and feel like they need to do it to give themselves the best possible quality of life they can because i think that's incredible mm. um it's definitely hard. I can't imagine. Um, I imagine it just being, it's like the most difficult thing I could think your whole identity. Uh, you're constantly almost in conflict with yourself when, yeah, yeah, that must be so challenging. Um, I can't imagine. And no wonder, you know, people need support with, you know, and that's where these communities must have such a fierce loyalty to it because everyone is in the, in the, a similar boat at least. Um, so yeah, you can understand why there's such a strength behind the community. Yeah, and there definitely is. Um, going on from that with support and stuff like that, there hasn't actually there is a growing popularity in support now, which is amazing because now we're identifying um, the trans flag as much as we're identifying the rainbow flag and stuff now, mm. which is incredible. But also at the same time, there has been a point where suicide rates for trans people is getting higher and higher and higher, and I believe it's like the second under uh, Nazi Germany. For really? World War Two, oh mm-hmm. so it's it's incredibly high. Mm. And is that? Um, do you think due to uh, people be feeling, uh, I don't know, outcasted and uh, I don't know, belittled because because of the way they identify themselves? Yeah, I think absolutely. I think sometimes there's ways that this can work. It can work of ways of where with homophobia towards them or phobia towards them mm. can be internalized within our own community and it can also be from people outside okay. um from again going back to the underpinning of the miseducation of what we don't know um and learning from each other within ourselves is great and we need to do that more i think to understand their needs i think okay. more importantly than our own i would say because i think as gay men and women as in like putting us as lesbian and gay people there i think we have a fairly good and strong standing for ourselves communities to say that we're fine mm. but we still need to give a helping hand to the others that aren't as strong as us yeah of course definitely. so then and i think with you know if you've got suicide rates that high i don't think we can even i don't think it should even be a question of why we should you know be saying anything to them it's just rude and it's disgusting i don't think we should even make them feel worse than what they probably already feel mm. rather than going for their own personal issues that they may be other one like every other person going against them mm. i wouldn't even want to feel what that attack would feel like no exactly so. yeah. have you uh ever experienced any sort of uh i don't know 
abuse or bullying or uh you know any kind of negative behavior towards yourself because of your uh you know orientation yeah yeah no i have i have when i was younger um I, well, throughout school, I guess I would get bits and bobs, like, you know, the standard stuff, really, I think. Mm. Like, you've, you've kind of, I say this, like, the standard stuff because that's kind of become so normal. Mm. Um, that became normal for my past now, I guess. So I'm just like, whatever it is, it is. It's really funny now, then people who are like that are happy to be with my friend now. I'm like, so you've actually grown up and you've kind of got, you know, some, some balls behind it. And you can now admit yeah. that you could be a friend of mine. Mm. Funny that. <laughs> but um no when you're younger and stuff like that it's like there's sort of just sort of like oh you're like a faggot you're a gay boy you you all of this oh you can't stand near me in the pee change mm. room and whatever like yeah. and all of that you know i'm saying standard because i'm just like it's just is what it is it, it's happened and i can't change that but that was probably when i was the youngest and at the time i never really said it affected me it was never really an issue yeah um like I never really went to anyone about it. I didn't think I needed to, but I'm quite a strong person anyway. So mm. it just it just was what it was. Um, and I knew school wasn't going to be forever. Um, as soon as I left school, it, it was a dramatic and how the change was and how it changed me as a person. Um, oh, but the definitely. worst time was um, I actually got um, attacked um, oh in Bristol City Centre. Yeah. So this, I was about 16. Um, I went shopping with my friends in Broadmead and went to, there was a McDonald's that was open next to Specsavers um, and it closed down and um, there was this guy in there and he was just like really weirdly looking at us, like people noticed it and I was like, oh, this is a bit weird, like, you know, going to leave now and um, ended up leaving. Next thing I feel, someone's like literally shoved me in my back. I was like, bloody hell, what's going on? This, this guy's like just trying to push me to the floor hit me yeah. to the floor in the middle of my like, in bristol city center um i was just like what the hell's going on what the hell's going on my friends moved back because obviously for like you know they didn't know what to do mm. this guy's shouting stuff left right and center at me and, like just kept pushing me down to the floor oh my god that's um, awful but this was like if you could put him at an age bracket um because i eventually had to go to police and stuff like that yeah. and i'll go on to that bit in a second but yeah he was about 37 he was bold he definitely was like european but like he didn't speak very well english and i don't really know what the motive was behind it but Mm. like it was definitely hate of some sort yeah um then after it all happened i was a bit shook but i was in shock so i didn't really know what was going on so i had to go to the police and everything um and then i just didn't function as a person for about a week Mm, um i didn't go outside i didn't go to bristol for about two years nothing Cool. Um, and a really long lasting effect then it must have really yeah oh my you. god it was a long time so for the fact of even working there and even like being able to do stuff like that now is just completely different yeah you've obviously grown in confidence since which is fantastic to see yeah but like for a 16 year old to have a 37 year old man come up to you and like mm. bully you to the ground mm. but awful. at your point unknown reason you kind of get the point on why i think afterwards when you really sit down and think about it from what he was saying mm. Um, I wouldn't want to repeat what you said because it's just disgusting. Mm. But yeah, that, but that can happen to anyone. But for someone who thinks that they have this moral authority to, to kind of go over the top of a 16-year-old in the middle of a city, ridiculous. Oh, awful. And I think it just comes from a, just a, a fear of the other and where mm. people just don't understand. Like, And so they see someone who might be, you know, slightly different to themselves and so mm-hmm. that's alien enough for them to just hate it and i think it's disgusting i think i think we have so much to learn as as a as a i don't know a population that we need to sort of you know get over that like we're far more similar than we are different and it, it's it's just appalling that we can still label people and categorize people and and you know view them as different to us and that's enough just to just to hate on each other do you do you think that we're becoming more accepting though? I think we are. I think eventually becoming more accepting. Um, as I think, as a overall, yes, I think there's definitely some parts of the world where it's not happening. Um, at the moment, there's definitely a strong fight between them countries to have that happen. Mm-hmm. And I think that's amazing, and you know, I credit the work that they're doing because I can never go out there and do it. I think the fight still continues here, as much as we say we are accepting. I think. 
things like that that happen bring us back down to square one. Yeah, definitely. Um, with everything, and it's appalling. It's horrible. It hurts to even think that it even happens to anyone. Mm. But I think also at the same time, going on to the labelling and stuff, I think we sometimes fall suit to ourselves being sometimes the worst people. Okay. I think at the same time, I think we believe that we're, we don't always have the right understanding for everyone who's within our community either. Okay. I think we kind of forget that we're also normal people and we don't always know everything. Mm. Um, so sometimes we don't always get what, you know, there's, there's like recently, like I even, I can even say I've done this actually. Recently I've seen that um, the singer and producer Mark Robinson came out as sapiosexual which means he's attracted to intelligence before actually the person itself. Okay. Um, and that's what he wants to become as a sexual orientation. So mm. I think we're now branching out so much on these orientations that I don't think we, even we know what they all are. Yeah. I even think that we're a bit, you know, we say that there's physical hate with some people, but I think, you know, I think there's a bit of stuff underpinning within our own community more than anything else as well. Yeah, it seems to me that the... Uh... There's almost so many labels, like this, mm-hmm. uh, would you say it was sapiosexual? Yeah, sapiosexual. Because um... like, I feel like for me, uh, being attracted to uh, a woman, intelligence is really, really important. Um, yeah. And that is just an aspect of, you know, being attracted to a girl. And I guess if intelligence is the most important, rather it's, um, you know, male or female, I think, mm-hmm. I think it's irrelevant <laughs> i think why, yeah, no. why why do we need a label and i think that must cause a lot of friction fragmentation as as much as it does you know celebrate people's identities yeah like there's charities which help work um alongside the education part to help us understand um but then also help identify at the same time so there's a charity called my umbrella which we work very close with here in western um they do identities and orientation um they split it down into sexual orientation, gender identities, romantic orientation, and political and fetish as well. So it it, it goes down even further to what even you would believe the first four even are. Mm, yeah. Um, and then, like for example, like Mark Ronson, he's even brought that down into he falls into one of them. I see. Um, okay. Which would I would guess fall into romantic orientation and stuff. Do you know what I mean? And there's there's so many. Mm. Um, I I couldn't even want to name a few. I mean, if anyone what like obviously people that listen to this, I mean, take a chance and even search for my umbrella. I would definitely even just for the education for yourself. Mm. There's like polyamorous. There's monoromantic amorous or something. Um, I can't even say half of these, but yeah. like, there's so many. Um, that's just even two. That's on a list of about twenty that I'm even looking at for myself because yeah. I know some of them. Mm. But you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. there's so much within our own community that I think now we're making. Mm. And it's a theory that I like to explore slightly. And whether we see it as a good thing or a bad thing, there's, I think, pros and cons to both, where I call it the um, filing cabinet theory of where are we doing this thing of putting ourselves in each of these categories each of these flags and each of these titles to be a good or a bad thing Mm. and should we just be depicting them and making more or should we like be reducing it and make it more open you know or restricting ourselves by putting everyone in these things it's it's all like good questions that i think will get discovered as i think we keep going on and there's definitely a science and there's definitely a, a community balance that needs to be found in working them all out but it's working out is it okay for us to be doing it Mm. or are we doing it and are we making more people feel more questioned by who they are? Yeah, definitely. Because I feel like um, it's, it's just almost like a tribalism that gets, is getting a bit out of control. Like mm. it's like saying, oh, I know I like playing football and you like playing rugby. Uh, mm-hmm. Great. You know, but then you're like, well, I like playing football, but only with, you know, this team and stuff. And I get the, the distinctions are important, but I think at the mm-hmm. end of the day, surely we should just celebrate that we all love sport. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but but that's like that's probably the most black and white way you could probably even put it. Yeah, because mm. you're all there. Like, you go to a football game to appreciate the same sport. Mm. Granted, you're there for different teams and you're there for different things, mm. but you're there for the same sport, and that's what brings you back around to it. Going back to us, then, if you're going to put it into context of us being here, 
we're here for the same community. We're here to help each other the most. Mm. And regardless of what part you're coming from, you're all going to go to a Pride event to celebrate the same thing with the same morals. Yeah. Granted, some people don't, and they just use it to go and get drunk and, Mm. you know, abuse it, if you will, for that reason. Okay. And, I mean, if you want to do that, 10 out of 10, but you'll probably get found out and it's not going to work out for you. Mm. There's generally people who go there for the help that they need to go there for. Um, And I think that's quite right, and I wouldn't, you know... I think it feels very nice to do with a football game kind of analogy, I guess. It really falls well. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, like... um... I think, again, just being so naive on, on the subject uh, and just, mm-hmm. you know, being quite an outsider to it all, you do, you know, want to educate yourself because I feel like when you educate yourself, then it breaks down those barriers and you, mm. you know, it's important to see the distinctions and learn, you know, the differences and things. But I also think when when you when you do see those things, you, you kind of see people for who they are and it makes more sense and it's quite a... Uh, it is quite a love fueled sort of community that um I'd never really like experienced before. Um how do uh homosexuals and the whole community feel about straight people going to uh pride events? Because I've heard it's some can be quite taboo, particularly with like gay bars and things. Yeah, so um for example the bar that I'm involved with here, I guess I have understanding with them. They are we, we celebrate straight allies and people who are supportive of the community. Mm-hmm. So what a straight ally is, is a person who identifies as a heterosexual, but they support the community of the LGBT plus and the activities of them. Okay. Um, so they're the people who you will tend to find. They'll be like your parents who've got kids who are like, yeah, we're fully on board with it. Yeah. Or like um, friends of friends who are like, yeah, it doesn't really bother us to be honest, but like we'll help, we'll come to pride, we'll help out and do whatever. And it's like them kinds of people who you will tend to find. The people who, as I just said just a minute ago, people who probably go and get drunk and stuff like that are the people who probably don't have much free time, want to go and do something, mm. and they'll ruin it. Okay, They're probably the people who actually don't have as much understanding and them taboo people that I think you just mentioned. Yeah. They're the kinds of people that I would see going to them if I'm going to be honest, they're they're the kind of people who bring it back to square one and, you know, draw the attention to the bad bit about it all, which Mm. is wrong. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think, uh, I often think this is the issue with um, a lot of sort of straight white male, you know, perspective is Mm -hmm. it is very easy just to dismiss and very easy just to be like, well, that's not me. And I can just, you know, crap all over that because, you know, I'm in the majority and I think that's where a lot of this sort of lack of education and almost like a, a laziness, like a an unwillingness to even try to understand uh, can mm-hmm. really uh, add to sort of, and it can be interpreted as hateful. And I think, uh, I like to think that with the, you know, modern generations, we're changing our perspectives to, uh, to these sort of, you know, that we're all kind of our own individual people but you know Mm -hmm. that's okay and we're completely cool with that but um yeah i don't know it's interesting i I always find it very um educational uh talking to sort of uh anyone from any from any from any minority to be honest and incredible how your perspective changes so much based on you know your race or gender or uh sexual orientation and it's it's mm-hmm. phenomenal it's really really fascinating i think that's what really that curiosity is what drives me um but yeah you're right and i think sort of spreading that education is really important to bro- broadening everyone's sort of perspective yeah and i think you know it, it gets spread throughout all ages i mean i'm fairly young in regards to most things like i'm, I'm 22 but like I'll find a lot of younger people who will come to me and ask questions because I'll know bits and bobs about it and I will at least help and try to give them something to go away with from a conversation. Mm. So I'm at the kind of the same level of age as them. Some people can get kind of intimidated by people being older and they see them as being this like, um, I I don't know how to put it, as in like they're older than them and they they just find that intimidating basically. Mm. And I wouldn't want anyone to think that at all. Mm. And then also on the other end of the spectrum, sometimes you're just a voice for people to talk to. Mm. 
and it's just like yeah I'll listen like and I'll take what I can from it I can give you my opinion and I hope that helps and I think that's like a good way for I think you know again erasing your own awareness and also helping other people at the same time I think there's a good balance for both Mm, it's just finding it I think definitely and I think uh I think what I always worry about is uh my ignorance causing offense and I think the only way to get around that is to just be like I am really ignorant and I need you know that humility of I don't know what I'm talking about and then go talk to people like yourself and you know learn from it and there's so many questions that I have like like and I've been explained a thousand times I think but I still don't know Mm -hmm. but things like so what does cis mean if someone is a cis isn't that they're just straight um (laughs) (laughs) I'm not entirely sure I don't know what I'd even put cis as myself um oh as in what as in within ourselves yeah, like I don't really. Yeah, that's the sort of question that always, uh, always gets popped up, and I'm like, okay, uh, I don't get that, but yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a very good question. I mean, I've never had anyone ask me about cis um, before. Okay. So I don't know. Um, oh, well, oh yeah, no. <laughs> I'm honestly gonna be able to say no in regards to cis because. All I would think of is probably this is really bad, like James Charles saying sisters, and that's really bad. Mm. That's just me being a person saying oh, I see. That. yeah. But okay. within like um I think we have our own like language and stuff of what we kind yeah. of say. And I think that falls within it. I've you I don't know what kind of people you're talking to. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say sis, but I guess um you have like um cisgender. Okay. Um, which I know about. I wouldn't have said yeah, um, which is a term for people whose gender identifies um, matches the sex that they were assigned to at birth. For example, someone who identifies as a woman uh, was assigned a female at birth as a cis woman. Um, but I don't think oh, I see. Okay. you would have heard it in that kind of respect no, before. Yeah. They do call it cis, as in C-I-S. Yeah. But I, I don't know how often you would have heard that in a context if you have this naivety about the whole community. That's something which I would have <laughs> really randomly found. Oh, man. 10 out of 10, Connor. I think, oh, you, I think you're the one. I think we need to swap it over. <laughs> I've just stumbled across some terminology that I have no idea. No, it's, it's funny. It's it's literally like um, it is a minefield. And I'm, you know, terrified of going, oh, you're a cis. And then realizing that that's really insulting to someone, you know, like. Um, yeah. And I think that that can sometimes make can put up barriers for people like myself yeah. who just want to learn um but yeah I interesting. Think sometimes just the way to approach the people is don't assume what they are mm. wait for them to tell you yeah i think ultimately because they're the matter, one who needs it? the power of really um i think in terms of it doesn't matter after i think it's said mm. but i think you don't want to stumble and fall and say the wrong thing to the wrong person like you don't yeah, want to then true. if you put this at the wrong end of the spectrum if you're going to be like oh um you must be a lesbian to me and i'm like well no mm. i'm really not but yeah, like yeah. thanks for just assuming my gender yeah i see that's interesting okay and like i thought you're like you've just assumed my sexuality mm. from just saying that the l was for lesbian and that must be what i am yeah which yeah. is it's it's not right and you know that mm. but like people can come back and be like well no you've just assumed what i am and i don't think that's okay mm. i think in time people will open up and say what it is i don't think you need to go in there with the full like um i think you're this tell me more about that yeah and i, because... and I ultimately think you should just judge people for who they are rather than mm-hmm. i think um whether you're you know straight or gay or anything else um mm-hmm. as long as you're a nice person i'll get on with you <laughs> yeah but like that that's that's the fundamental it needs to fall down to i think mm. if you find genuine like nice in any community now this is this isn't just me speaking for us mm. i think in any community no matter what it is regardless if you love football or if you're a homosexual man or if you do whatever i think if you're genuinely nice people you get along with the actual person itself i don't see how the rest of this can define a person mm. yeah like i think in terms of like how who people are and what I think me and you are sometimes we're very different 
mm. in terms of what people would see us as politically. Definitely. And if you were to put us on paper, we we would be have some similarities, but like we would be quite different. Mm. But then at the same time, I just think you're bloody cool. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, true, I don't, yeah. I, but that's it. Do you know what I mean? And like, not many people have that part about them. Yeah. For that to be a thing. Do you think um, all, all the labels and the and the different flags and all that can complicate that almost too much? Yeah. No, I really think they do. And I, as I say, I believe in what they can do and stuff like that when done the right way. Like for the example of my umbrella, like the way that they work and educate people. But then also, I think sometimes it can really misconstrued and make people feel like I must be this and this and that. Yeah. I'm like, but I don't think you even need to say that much. Mm. Like, you know, great. If you're if you're polyamorous, but ultimately you're a gay man, that's great. Mm. But like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, no, that's that's whatever it is. And I think you're you're the main term. And if you want to identify yourself as anything else, that's great. Mm. I don't think anyone else should let you be oh, you're also A and then you're X, Y, and Z as well. Mm. No, because that confuses matters. And then, like, what are you supposed to put on your CV then? Like, oh, hi, I'm Joel. I'm a gay man, but I'm also polyamorous. And I also love, you know, putting sunflowers in my ears. Like, <laughs> no, I just, it's not, it's not the, I think there's too much now. Yeah. But I think we need to calm down on what we're, but yeah. in the fine line for <clears throat> education and what we're identifying people as. Yeah, almost filling the cabinet a bit too much you think yeah i think maybe we're putting ourselves we've walked out of one to go back into another one within our own community Mm. okay and it's finding that line yeah definitely definitely do you um also think that uh pride is becoming quite a sort of commercialized marketing tactic it i would say it depends on the people um there's so there's a network that i work within um, which is the UK Pride Network, which I'm a massive believer in. Love them all. They're all great. Mm-hmm. Where we all work throughout the UK. And that's every single Pride about the UK. Who That's from like London to us here in Western to like Isle of Man to Barry in Wales. Mm-hmm. Like that's everyone. Um, and we all work fundamentally under that. It does stretch higher to European than like worldwide and stuff like that. So there, there's higher escalation of it. Um, but I think the morals that stand behind like networks and stuff like that, which bring us all together, I think aren't commercial because we're there for the political and we're there for the belief and we're there for the reasons that I'll keep reiterating throughout this whole conversation. Mm. But I think there's places like, uh, and I'll outright just say them, I'll definitely say Manchester, I would believe to be one, which is now becoming a, not a pride event, it's becoming a concert. It's mm. becoming places where like Boohoo Man can decide oh, we're going to throw a brand deal here for like people to do that. Oh, we're going to put our logos everywhere and stuff like that. And where it becomes more of a money ploy more than a political thing. Okay. And I feel like there's definitely a loss in that. And it's where I think big chains and big markets and like, you know, like people like that, like big brands, mm. they kind of love the visibility that they give and that's great. But also it's the market and the money that they're making back, which goes to themselves. Mm. Where is that going? Yeah. I, that's that's the money that's getting lost, which I think needs to go straight back into it. Mm. I, I don't work for, say, people like Nando's and Boohoo Man and all of that stuff. I don't know where that goes, but that's okay. I know for Primark, they're very different. And, you know, shout out to my pal Glenn, if he ever listens to this, who works for Primark. <laughs> um, he is a menswear designer for them, and he works a lot with um, Reading Pride and other prides, where they have a really strong belief in what they believe in with all of this stuff. And I think the capitalism is, is nothing for them. They're massive, but they have no, they don't want to make money from it. They want to simply help people. Yeah. They make T-shirts. They go into the big cities. Like, they do all of that stuff, which you would see and believe to be commercial which isn't wrong, but they fuel all their money back in. Like they moved some of the, they moved their places where they make a lot of their t-shirts and stuff like that from, I don't know where it was previously, but they moved it to Portugal because they had better LGBT rights and stuff like that and better laws for them. So they simply just moved it all there simply for a political basis to help their staff feel better. Mm. Like not many companies could probably turn around and say, we're going to pump all our money back in, open a new, like, 
facility in another country mm. to help a community. That doesn't happen. That's coming from a massive company, which I think are hitting the capitalism right. Okay. Well, Sometimes good. I think a lot of it is misconstrued, though. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it, the problem is, is the minute there's money involved, it can go one or two ways, you know. And you got to be very yeah. careful to get that um that balance. And but it sounds like the sort of umbrella that you guys are working under are are striking that balance well. And it sounds you know yeah. it sounds very promising. Um, what are sort of like you know the hopes and the the goals for uh, for Pride and sort of the the whole communities as a whole. I think um, the biggest one is just to be able to walk down the street the same as anyone else and do anything the same as anyone else and not feel like that same feeling in the on like in the back of your mind that someone's sat there judging you nearby mm. or sat there looking at you because you're holding hands with someone down the street mm. okay. and having mm. that full support. We say that we're supportive now as like a whole like community and like people outside of us and whatever, but they're not. But there isn't. There's still so much more room to grow. There's still so much more growth there that needs yeah. to be had. And it's never going to stop. It's not It's not going to easily be a thing. But I think as age and time moves on and people move on and the world changes, we can have that. We can have that eventually where we don't need to worry about it. Mm. But then that's like, where is a place for pride? But mm. I mean, that's a question that isn't going to happen for, a, I'm going to hope, a, a very long time, probably past the life that I'm going to be in. Yeah, definitely. It's it's fascinating. Like, um, <clears throat> I, and obviously, being a straight person, never had a sort of coming out sort of announcement, as it were. But with mm-hmm. my depression and going through the worst of that, Mm-hmm. And there is that shame surrounded by it because you feel judged, you know, you feel that, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you don't, you're not accepted in that. And it's a, although very, very different, there's an element of it that I can understand. Uh, and so I'm not surprised that, you know, that, that this, there's this still sort of animosity around that. And, and I can imagine that mm-hmm. being very difficult. So, you know, things like, pride is such a great way of sort of trying to shatter those boundaries and you know mm-hmm. just accept people for who they are did you find did you ever have like a coming out or was it just sort of accepted or how was that difficult um so yeah i did come out i came out twice um <laughs> how does no, that work? three times three times so once when i was 14 and that was to my friends and my sister and stuff like that because my sister's basically one of my best friends anyway okay um so like, I came out to them when I was, like, 14. That was in the middle of school um, in a playground. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, like, it just was what it was. And then I was just like, well, that just leaves all the questions out the window. And then mm. well, it is what it is. Um, and then I didn't actually come out to my par- my mum till I was 18. Okay. Um, we were sat in our living room. And I was like, mum, um, just on the random, what happened if anyone, like, came out to you? She was a teacher. I see. Like, what happened if anyone would, like, come out to you in college and stuff like that? What would you do? She's like... Uh, it's all right, I guess. Like, it just yeah. happens. It happens mm. all the time. Like, it's just common. I said, um, well, surprise, I am too. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> And then, like, like walked off. I, like, just never mentioned it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, like, cried in my room for, like, 10 minutes, and I realised, what a pansy. But, like, I had to do it, but it felt great afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then after that, and my stepdad I never told, because I was just, like, it just, I don't, this is a really narrow-minded way to think i think mm. was i he wasn't my real dad and he isn't so okay. i never i never felt like i needed to tell him i see yeah, um, okay. now with a mature understanding that's a complete wrong thing to think yeah differently so like yeah i wouldn't have done that <laughs> so yeah. and then with my dad it was a completely different story where um i called him up and i said like oh hi by the way like you know this is going on mm. and yeah, I'm gay and all of this crap and I'm with someone and all of this. He's like, um, you're joking. I was like, oh no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> and then he was just like, um, well, it's against God, all of this stuff. Really? I'm giving oh. you the religious reason, all of this. Yeah, yeah. And then he said to me on the phone and I've never, ever, ever lost this quote. He goes, well, I still love you because I have to love you because you're my son. Oh. And I was like, okay, mm. um, no, you don't. No one's forcing you to. Mm. And if you're going to be like that, you're not. 
Yeah. And so then from that moment on, we celebrated my birthday a couple of days later, which was really funny, which was really random because we didn't really talk, but yeah. I was there with the person who I was with at the time. Mm. And um, we didn't say two words to him, but he said happy birthday and everything to me. Mm. And I was like, no, 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 this isn't cool. You can't do that. Yeah. So then for about two years, for about two years, I didn't talk to him. Really? Yeah. It's just like, I don't, I don't want to talk to you. I think yeah. you've got a very narrow-minded opinion of the world coming from your religious background. I said, maybe religion's done well for you, mm. but it doesn't define everything that's going on in the world and everything that's in your life. Oh, you no, can't really. let that be a case. Mm. Um, so it, I didn't talk to him. And then I, I did again eventually um but i'd never like let it go yeah um even stuff that he doesn't know now like he doesn't know i do all the work and stuff of pride and i mm. never really want to tell him because i still don't know if he's fully i'm a bit nervous too really if i'm gonna be honest like i don't yeah i don't feel like i have to justify it but then also at the same time it's something that i feel massively about mm. but who knows if he's gonna pull the full 360 around and be like i don't get it because god says no yeah yeah I'm pretty sure in the Bible somewhere God doesn't say no and Jesus is fine, but I don't <laughs> want to quote that. Wow, it's, that must have been really hard. Do you find that hard? Um, yeah, when I was younger, but also when I was younger, I was very much like all over the place. I was a bit like um, thought that my opinion was the one for the rest of the world and this is mm. what it's going to be. And like I was all high and mighty. Um, sometimes I am a little bit now, but I think <laughs> <laughs> I think as time has gone on, um, realizing that isn't always the case and everyone has their own different thing and if if anyone was to say it to me again or if they say oh i don't i don't like it but like, okay mm. cool at least give some justification on why and i can i can leave it at that yeah exactly but just remember that this isn't something that's defining me as a person all i do in my own time or who i'm with defines me as a person i'm still joel i'm still pretty cool i'm 22 and i i'm this is me yeah you know and i think that's a really important distinction i think just because mm-hmm. you're gay doesn't mean that's all you are. And I think people, you know, they lose sight of that sometimes. Uh, yeah. and it's very easy to do. It's the same with mental health. Like, you, you know, I have depression. Doesn't mean that you are depression. It just means that, you know, yeah. you struggle sometimes and that's completely cool. Uh, and I think as that is the, uh, the one downside to labels. And I think, and you can get stuck in these, these identity patterns that can be a little bit mm-hmm. toxic but actually i think on the whole you realize you've got to look at a person for who they are rather than the uh, different aspects of them mm-hmm. absolutely i definitely definitely 100 percent stand by that mm. because it just it shouldn't be it shouldn't be a segregation it shouldn't and you know i do find it a bit upsetting and stuff if you ever go for like jobs or if you ever need to fill out forms where they ask you that question now mm, interesting. like oh okay. what's your orientation and stuff i don't think that should be a question yeah the same it shouldn't affect who i am or who you're employing if it mm. does but also in an education respect if that's going to be on there for say like college students and stuff which i remember it being mm. and i left it as anonymous and blank because like oh, this isn't something that defines me and something that you don't need to know about Mm. it's something that i ever would want to announce and if people ask for questions i'll talk about it not for your tick sheet and wondering who you've got in here yeah exactly that's not for me to work out no true okay then and finally what would you say to someone who wants to educate themselves more or uh like where can they go if you know sort of this is an area of life that they need educating on yeah um Never be afraid to ask any questions. Don't like, don't worry who it's to, or if you feel that you can confide in someone who you might know very vaguely, but like you know that they are part of a community. I'm going to say a community because it's not just for us now. I think that's for anything. Mm. I think you can go to anyone if you feel like you're safe enough to ask them the question and if they're going to be able to give you a good enough answer to what you want to be answered. Um, I, that's just a, because I think the people who are on the streets, the people who live every day, I think the people are the best people to give the raw answers that people want to hear. Mm. But also there's charities, there's pride networks, there's things that are going on throughout communities, no matter who the communities are, like who are there to help. And there's people who are out there to educate, to help, whether it to be something like a very juvenile question of it being like, oh, what does... X, Y, and Z mean in comparison to being like 
I think I'm going through some really tough shit now. Yeah. And I need some help. Exactly. And you can go to, and if anyone, like, obviously, you know, people are going to listen to this. Like, I would want, if you feel like you need to come to, say, a person who you've had on here, you can literally find me. Um, don't literally come to my house and find me. <laughs> but for, like, social media and stuff, if, like, yeah, if anyone has anything, and then, like, we can kind of signpost in the right way. Because there's people out there who can be signposted to. Mm. There's like people like charities who I said, like my umbrella, who are really lovely one who I would ever recommend going to. We have here the North Somerset LGBT Forum who work really well with them like throughout the North Somerset throughout North Somerset. And then dependent on where you are, there's different things. But as throughout the network I work in, there's definitely people around. So if anyone has anything, literally just come and ask and don't be scared. Like that's my biggest thing. Don't be scared and ask all the questions you can. And mm. yeah. <laughs> well thanks Joel I've really appreciated you coming on the show uh, it means That's the okay. world alright thanks mate it's, thank you so much thank you So uh, that does it for this episode of Brain Dump. Thank you for tuning in, and it was great to hear from Joel. He clearly uh, is so passionate about the community he's a part of and really, really supportive, and it's clear that he's gained a lot himself from from the community. Uh, and don't forget that um, event, the Stop Hate Celebrate um, event on the 12th of October at uh, the Winter Gardens in uh, Western Supermare. Definitely check that out if that's something that you're interested in and want to be a part of. Uh, but just from me thank you very much for tuning in we've now hit 2000 downloads that's really really cool uh and if you want to get in touch do drop me a message or contact me through uh twitter instagram facebook uh or join the facebook brain dump group where we discuss you know topics from uh immigration to uh mental health to uh climate change so uh, if you want to join the discussion definitely uh, jump into that um but thank you from me and uh see you in the next one